0: Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Hello and welcome to another edition of Food Bites with Sarah Patterson, the podcast. It's good
1: to be here again, Kevin. I'm glad we've got uh, such wonderful guests again this week, every week. Knocking them up
0: with gay abandon we are, (laughs) and uh, today... (laughs)
1: <laughs> we have today.
0: <laughs> you know, hey, I know where that came from. Anyway, it'll go. It'll go back in shortly. Uh, today we have Kirsty Lee Acres and Jesse Anderson.
1: You may have remembered them previously on uh, the Block in yep. uh, 2021. They're right into the uh, the renovation side of things. Well,
0: in between, actually, currently renovating their own yeah. home, which we'll find out about. Uh, they put together because uh, uh, Kirsty Lee's been a, a singer mm. in uh, in Tamworth uh, and in the country music uh, genre for many, many years since. She was a little know, tacker. Yeah, three-year-old. Uh, now, they've teamed up with uh, Kirsty's guitarist, Dan, and the three of them have become mm. a group called Rhinestone, and they've got a terrific single out uh, called Margarita Weather.
1: Yes, and Jesse's uh, getting out of his comfort zone a bit, coming from behind the camera now in front of it.
0: Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's sort of the Renault man, so yes. uh, not the Renaissance, the renovation man. <laughs> uh, so we're you know, going to catch up with them in just a tick and uh, find out uh, what's going on with their, with their new group, Rhinestone, uh, and uh, their new record, and uh, also. So their experience on the block, and who's the boss in the kitchen?
1: Looking forward to that, Kevin. Speaking of being in the kitchen, we have a lumpy predicament this week in the food poll. Oh, don't you talk do about me? <laughs> Sorry. Cottage kitchen, cheese. Lumpy. Do you remember I mean, back in the seventies and eighties? Oh. Cottage cheese, I reckon, was at the centre of all the main uh, diets going round.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I still like it, and now it's had a bit of a. Speaking of renaissance, oh, a bit of oh. a revival. Uh, you can use it to make beautiful ice cream. I believe, if you blend it up. However, we've put it out there. Are you a fan of cottage cheese? I am. We'll find out. I know Kevin's not. Uh,
0: no, <laughs> no, I'm not. And can I say, oh. I think this one may have set a world record for the most use of the vomit emoji. Oh. <laughs> we'll get to that. Oh. Uh, before we get to all that, let's get to uh, Kirsty Lee and Jesse Anderson and have a chat with them. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.
1: Tell us about uh, the lead-up, how you put it together, what it's about. Tell us all the feels. Margarita
2: Weather is the name of the single. I wrote it a couple of months ago. We were over in Nashville and it was summer time back then, back in June, and I come out of the writing session. We were writing a different song at the time and um, we walked outside and it was so hot. It gets really, really hot in Nashville, like 45 degrees, you know, most days in summer. And and someone had just said, oh, this, this feels like margarita weather. Straight away, I wrote that down on my phone and I said, that's got to be a title for a song. I'll, I might not write it now, but I'll come back to it later. And and then the day before we were going to fly home to come back home, uh, I had a co-writing session set up with two guys and, and one of the the guys was a, a pretty big songwriter in Nashville and he actually cancelled on us because he got a better offer. <laughs>
0: and, oh, nice, and, nice.
2: And the other, the other guy I was writing with said, do you still want to write? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll still write because, you know, I'm going home tomorrow so I may as well make the most of the, the day. And, and yeah, that this that's how this song came about. We, we sat down and I mentioned to him, I said, do you remember a couple of weeks ago when someone mentioned this feels like margarita weather? We need to write that song today. <laughs> so, so hopefully
3: <laughs> it makes a million bucks and then we can tell our mate for...
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, it'd be interesting uh synopsis to have a look at the song that he went off to write and the one that you finished yeah. up writing and see which one <laughs> yeah. goes better. I hope yours does better than his.
2: <laughs> well, fingers crossed. There's so many stories like that. You know, I, I was lucky enough to play at the Bluebird over in Nashville. It's a really famous songwriter's venue and I've heard so many stories there where they say, you know, this, this massive hit song that I wrote I was meant to write with this person and they cancelled on me and you know sucks to be them now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell us what it's like uh, Nashville I mean it really is the, uh, the country music capital of the world I mean uh, what, what is the experience like what is the atmosphere like being there soaking it all up doing what you do?
2: Well, we love it over there, especially me. I probably love it more than what you love it. I, you like the cheap beer and the, and the smoked meat. not having to
3: renovate or do as much work as I do back but here. But I have so. to
2: do more work when I'm over there. But for anyone like me who just lives and breathes country music, I've been singing country music since I was three years old. It's kind of like Disneyland for, for me. So, you know, it's music 24-7. You get off the plane and you have some of your most – famous country artists welcoming you to Nashville and, you know, you can go to a bar at 10am in the morning on a Monday and there's the most amazing band you've ever seen play live. They're just playing for tips it's just music city and, and when
3: you get off the plane there's people welcoming you that's over in the airport speakers
2: yeah, too. yeah they're not, not standing there on the plane garth-
1: garth- <laughs> in there just saying g'day guys yeah
2: over over the speakers
1: yeah. let's let's go back and get a bit of a history on you two primary school sweethearts what was yeah. the story there did you did your eyes meet across a crowded <laughs> classroom how did that yeah. all come about
2: well we did go to primary school together but it wasn't love at first sight in primary school unfortunately Jesse was too interested in playing in the dirt with his cars <laughs> he wasn't taking notice of any girls I don't think but we went to primary school together and and then Jesse and his mom and his sisters actually moved away um, and when I say moved away they moved like an hour away but from where we were in our hometown it felt like it was really really far away and I didn't see him again. It wasn't until high school. I was in year eight and the new year seven kids were starting school that day and my last name starts with A, Jesse's last name starts with A and uh, the new year seven kids came into roll call and Jesse was one of them and um, he happened to sit down next to me and we would sit next to each other every day and mm. roll call and it, as it turns out I actually had the hots for his best friend, wasn't interested in Jesse at all. <laughs> so, so I used to
3: try and put in a good word for my mate, with course. <laughs>
2: But uh, he didn't like me, unfortunately, but it was obviously meant to be okay. because it turned out Jesse did.
0: <laughs> so when did the music thing start uh, between the two of you?
2: Yeah. Well, Jesse actually comes from a musical family. We both come from musical families. Um, But Jesse's always been the real shy one and, you know, sort of sat in the shadows and not wanted to be, you know, the front person, the show pony like I am. And he's always just sort of jammed out at home with with myself and my bands and played guitar at home. And it was only probably... I don't know. The beginning of the year, I was talking about starting a trio with my guitar player, Dan. He's been my guitar player for the past 12 years. And we're talking about who we wanted the other person to be in the trio. And Dan and Jesse are best mates and of course we're married and so we thought you know Jesse would be the perfect guy we just got to talk him into getting (laughs) on stage and stop being shy and, Mm -hmm. and get out there and get his confidence up and so we finally somehow managed to talk him into it and yeah so we released our very first single uh four months ago now and it um it did really well it it went to number four in the country radio charts actually which we were really surprised by because we weren't expecting it to chart at all being our very first single and being a new band and it's still sitting in the charts now now at the moment um and yeah so it's just been going really great everyone's received it really well and it's the our first song has actually gone better than some of my songs that I've released and I've been doing this for 20 years and if only I knew I just had to get Jesse up on stage with me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: how how was it for happen? you uh, Jesse actually coming from behind the scenes behind the camera to being in the spotlight what was the transition like?
3: Um it's like I guess there's so many benefits when you step outside of your comfort zone it's like this is you can get real uh, stuck in your safe zone but um i think being on national telly for three months kind of helped with that a little bit kind of forced into it a little mm-hmm. bit and um yeah i obviously love hanging out with curse and i are pretty much best friends and um dan's like one of your best mates as well so It's kind of easy that I'm doing it with them. If I didn't have them, there's no way I'd be up on the stage by myself.
0: (laughs) So let's talk about the block experience.
2: Yeah, it was an amazing experience and a lot of people say to us, oh, was it as fun as what it looked? And I think to myself, did it look fun? (laughs) Because it didn't feel feel fun for us at the time. It was the hardest thing we've ever done and I guess – a lot of people will watch the show and they go, "Oh, the contestants do nothing. All they do is stand around and and go to McCafe and they it kind you of know, they, look they like paint."
3: This year, though, like I would say, <laughs> they only show the good, like the happy times, like all the drama stuff. They don't show yeah. that Kirsty and I pretty much put our whole house in the bin. <laughs> and start <overnight> again. <laughs> yeah. um, they don't show because that's boring to watch. No one watch, wants to watch that, so they'd rather see the like the drama and yeah. that. That's what gets shown, I guess, and the fun stuff. You don't see all the like
2: you don't see the hours, hard work hours up. and
3: hours of what do we use like it's, it's- was it 380 litres of paint? Oh, or something it's like? crazy! Yeah, yeah, it was hectic. <laughs> so that's
1: a lot of paint. But awesome. no one wants to watch paint dry, do they? No, <laughs> no one wants to watch 180 litres of that. So. No. then <laughs> you talk about um, you know the, the, the jokes about popping off to McCafe and so forth. So I imagine it, it's pretty full on. We don't see um, we yeah. don't get to see how frenetic it all is. But it, yeah. do you require a lot of our uh, coffee and caffeine to get you through those sort of days?
2: Well, I don't even drink coffee, so i got no idea how I even made it through, but somehow I did. I think I was running on pure adrenaline and chocolate. I think it was, it was actually great because it was the only time in my life where I could eat and drink whatever I wanted every single day and I still walked away and lost six kilos from the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that shows you how, just how hectic and full on it is on your body um, because, yeah, you know, I've only got to look at a chocolate and I'll put on weight, but on the show I could eat chocolate and McDonald's every single day. <laughs>
0: so it Still should be called it. the chocolate block, not just the block.
1: <laughs> oh, Kevin. Sorry, I
0: couldn't help myself. Um, let's get you into the kitchen for a moment and not to renovate the kitchen, yeah. to cook something in the kitchen. What? Uh, who's who's who, the who, boss? Who, do, who does what in the kitchen with you two?
3: Well, Kirsty um, is probably a little bit fussier than me. There's, I, the only thing a I've lot ever, fussier. The only thing I've ever come across that I don't really eat is like the skin on apricots and peaches. <laughs> oh, fu- you don't like the fuzz, yeah. the texture, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. the inside of it. So I eat everything else. Everything, everything else. I've ever Literally come everything. across. But except that. So but Kirsty's a little bit fussy. So because she's a little bit fussy, she kind of... <laughs> Does the cooking because she just. Well, likes also, what she
2: likes. I feel like I have better hygiene practices than <laughs> Jesse does. <laughs> oh, I've seen him chopping things on a chopping board and I go, Yeah, I'm not eating that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll do the, the cooking. But I do do the, the cooking, but Jesse is actually uh, really big on smoked meat. So he's the one that on the weekend he'll be always, you know, smoking a brisket or doing chicken wings or things like that. And I think that comes from us living over in. America for a few years and we got introduced to smoked meats over there and he's brought it back over here and so that's his specialty whenever we have you know a family get together or Christmas or whatever he's the one on the smoker outside yeah
3: so we usually do a brisket or a pulled pork or ribs or something when it's a, like an event or family gathering that's sort of my go to and then some of Kirstie's family is a little bit plain as well so like I'll do this amazing <laughs> we brisket, have very you know,
2: boring taste buds and it's my like family
3: the most <laughs> Flavorsome thing you've ever had and then like Kirsty's dad will go, Where's
1: the gravy? It's
3: just my gravy. Like, no, you're not getting any.
1: Yeah. What about we well we know that, that Kirsty has a sweet tooth with the chocolate. What about you, Jesse? You've got a sweet tooth? Oh, uh, I'm be a bit of an ice cream fiend. Oh, he
2: will eat two liters of ice cream in, in one go. I go, I don't know how you do it. He's yeah.
3: Yeah. Late night snacker.
2: Which was great for him because on the block, one of the sponsors was an ice cream company. So every oh. night at like 3 a.m. and we'd be going to bed, he'd grab one of the two-liter ice creams out of the freezer and just start hoeing into it.
1: Mm. Oh, it sounds like someone I know. Yep. Well, <laughs> let's not
0: mention any names here or show the uh, the size of the stomach of the other person on the program. No, I've just got I've discovered sugar-free ice cream. It actually, it's, it's very Yeah, it's good. very good. If you can find a good oh, one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> Not sure that you can still eat two liters of it at night yeah. and get away with it. But anyway, <laughs> so what's the plan with the with the song and the and rhinestoned and, and that? What what going forward are you doing? Are you jumping in and doing gigs and stuff? What's going on?
2: Yeah, yeah. So we just finished playing a couple of big festivals here in Australia. We just finished uh, playing at the Groundwater Country Music Festival, which was really amazing. I've I've played that as myself uh, a few times in the past, and it's one of my favourite festivals. So it was great to play there as Rhinestone. And we released the new song, and we've got a Christmas song coming out as well. So it's crazy to think that. Christmas will be here soon, so we'll have that coming out soon. So uh, we've just done the music video for that. That'll be coming out. And then, of course, after that uh, will be the Tamworth Country Music Festival. We'll head up there and, and do a show there. And then, yes, lots of more touring and releasing new music next year and uh, hopefully finish our house off in between somehow.
1: <laughs> Tamworth must be an amazing experience. And, I mean, you you've yourself have, have come away with some um, golden guitars previously. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've been going to the, the Tamworth Country Music Festival since I was a baby. I think this year will be even my 33rd or 34th festival. And, oh, great. And wow. my mum before that, she was going when she was a kid, so she's been to nearly all of them. So, yeah, we would travel there as a family. That was our one holiday every year was Tamworth and we'd camp. My parents were crazy. We'd camp for the 10 days in 45-degree heat straight after Christmas and – I'd busk uh, every day out on Peel Street and uh, mum would make me save all that money. And so by the time I was turned 16, I then had enough money to record my first EP and that sort of got everything kicked off for me. And, um, and then I, I won a competition in Tamworth which got me my first trip to Nashville. And then the year after that I won another competition which got me my first record deal. And and so, yeah, Tamworth has a really special place in my heart because all the the huge milestones I've had in my career have happened there at the festival.
0: Yeah, it's an amazing springboard for the Keith Urbans of the world and that who we now see with international startups. Is the plan to to head back to America and do some stuff there?
2: Yeah, definitely. So we were were over there this year. We spent a month over there and it was our first time back since COVID, obviously, because, you know, we couldn't get over there then. Um, But, yeah, we'll definitely be back over there next year, heading over to CMA Fest and hopefully do a bunch of shows and do a bunch more songwriting over there. The the thing I love about songwriting over there is that's – a lot of people's full time job is they literally go to the office every day, they clock in, they write every single day. It's and then they go home. And we don't really have anything like that here. We are so spread out here in Australia. So it's really hard to actually get in the same room with songwriters and write with them because we're so spread out. But over there, they all live in Nashville and you know, if you spend a month there, you can write with someone different every single day of the week and come out of there with, you know however many songs and I've always found that my best songs I've always written have always been over there with, you know, some of the amazing songwriters that are over there. So, mm. yeah, we can't wait to get back over there again.
1: Mm. We talked a lot about, uh, you know, lovely bevvies, margaritas and so forth. So how yeah. do you guys like to to kick back and, and relax?
2: I think,
3: well, we don't do much of that at the moment.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're renovating. We've,
1: We've
3: just got this renovation uh, still underway and it's just been – not like Non-stop. going and going and going. And I guess we're at the point at the end of the budget, so it's just Kirsty and I doing all the work now. So it's um just
2: It's like an episode of the block when you're in the far west is <laughs> you Yeah, except yeah, this one, one this one
0: you're paying for it.
2: That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Scotty Cam doesn't rock up with you know yeah. a challenge.
0: <laughs> Chocolate
3: wheel, we can't spin the wheel and get ten thousand dollars. No, that doesn't work, so
0: And if he did it um, it'd be piss off Scott, we're busy, we've got things <laughs> yeah, that's to do. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. so tell us about your kitchen in your in your renovated house. What have you done there? Is there anything special about your kitchen?
2: Yes. Mm. Yes. So it has a real coastal theme to it. Um, We live on beautiful Lake Macquarie. We've got amazing views over, over the lake here in Wanji Wanji And so we really wanted this house to sort of represent that coastal feel. So, you know, lots of whites and lots of timbers and um, It's
3: amazing kitchen to cook in actually. It's got a three meter bench. There's lots of bench space there. Like the triangle's pretty good. You know, you get the sink, the turnaround of the oven, the fridge, the bin, it's all laid out pretty, pretty good. It's a really good uh, place for entertaining and, and cooking
2: that was the main thing we wanted we wanted really open plans so that we're big on entertaining i was going to say we've got big families but i've got a big family jesse's (laughs) got quite a small family but combined it's quite big we'll be out
3: shopping somewhere (laughs) and this like crazy person not crazy crazy someone someone just comes running up to kirstie and just like goes oh hey give a big hug and like kirstie's like i've got no idea
2: who that (laughs) Turns out it's a cousin It's a
1: cousin somewhere along the line there's hundreds of it's crazy (laughs) so the the kitchen really is the the hub or the heart of of the family home
2: definitely yeah it really is um and i'm surprised at just how much entertaining we have done so far already when you know this time last year the kitchen wasn't even finished we had we didn't even have jip rock on the walls this time last year so we have we've made the most of the the time that we have had so far so um yeah christmas and things like that is all our place is always the the place where all the family comes mm,
0: so if if, if if there's no there's no the table's bare you can put whoever you want on your dinner ta- around your dinner table dead or alive who would you who would who would you pick to have i know
3: kirstie's number one <laughs> the dolly parton oh, yes. number two <laughs> of, <people. laughs> yes.
2: of course yes dolly definitely dolly um and then, of course, we'd have to have our family. I think, you know, yeah, yeah. the ones we like, the ones we One, like, yeah. the family members
0: we like. <laughs> we won't ask you to name them publicly because <laughs> it could be trouble.
2: Yeah. No, definitely not. So, um,
3: No, we're super close with our family. Yeah. Um, and with Kirsty's big family, that pretty much takes up the majority of the table. It
2: think, does. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. That'd
3: be, well, as long as
2: Kirsten's there's a scene for Dolly yeah. and then, yeah. you know, our mums and yeah, dads yeah. and brothers and sisters we will be set. Yeah. <laughs>
1: What about, just to finish us off, uh, if you had a, a, a kitchen tip or to share or a cooking tip to share?
2: Oh, well, one of the things I love in our kitchen, and it's not so much to do with cooking, it's the cleaning. I'm a little bit OCD when it comes to, to cleaning. We have this special pull-out tap and I just love it because you can pull it out and you can spray all around the, the sink. That's probably what I love the most when it comes most to cleaning in our, in our kitchen because we've also got a beautiful uh, farmhouse sink and they're very hard to keep clean but with the, uh this pullout tap it's uh just
3: because they're, they're massive it's hard to get yeah all the um areas of it so yeah the, the pullout tap is uh they're not that expensive so if you look at that taps <laughs> yeah.
1: the ones they are i was surprised
2: they're not that much more expensive than normal yeah. taps so i don't know why everyone doesn't have them when they go to put new taps in
1: <laughs> it's excellent there you go. we haven't had that had- one before
0: hadn't thought of a out tap that's great oh, yeah. it is a great idea <laughs> good thinking yeah. Uh, good luck with uh, Margarita weather and uh, and with what's coming for you. Uh, you know whether it's here or in Nashville or you know, bring on the world. Thanks
2: so Thanks much. Thanks so guys. much, guys.
0: You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. All right, there they are, <laughs> Kirsty Lee Akers and Jesse Anderson, in... and the group is called Rhinestone.
1: <laughs> it was interesting. I wondered whether Kirsty and and Jesse. Um, I don't know whether they noticed. and We spoke to them on. Uh, you know, we saw them on the screen. Um, I had a, a bit of a um. An incident with my eyeliner, which irritated my eyes, and I had tears streaming down my face. It looked I, like I was crying. I
0: hate that when that happens. And I know. It happens <laughs> to you all the time. No, because it looks like I'm and responsible I'm thinking for it. And i
1: must be looking at me thinking, oh, she's crying, but she's smiling. Yes. What's going
0: on? We did it with Zoom, <laughs> and uh, poor old Sarah had a tissue up to her eyes the whole time. I thought, it's not that emotional a yeah, story. And, and <laughs> a snotty
1: nose. I was I was a picture of attractiveness. Yeah, thank it's thank like you. a
0: feel-good story. However, not like a, it's not, not about like me. Thank you outline. so
1: much, guys. We really enjoyed that.
0: No, we did uh, now, a little surprise ending on the show this oh. week too. But before we get to that, let's get to our food
1: poll. Cottage cheese. Do you Ooh. like it? Do you not? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, I, a lot know. of people don't like the texture, I the lumpy know. texture. I don't look of it. Yeah, and you don't want it to be off either because that's a whole different problem. How would you know? Problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see who likes what, Kevin. Yes, let's right start then. with Merv Hughes, the Good great, start. the great Merv Hughes, yes. and he
0: says nope. Well, if he won't eat it, no it one will. It can't be edible. <laughs> um, Joylene Frugia says nay. Patricia says yes, please for her. Silvana says it's a no from me. Mark
1: Stevens, yay. Palak Panea. Okay, you're looking at me as if to say <laughs> <laughs> you know. One of
0: the one of the joys what of actually that? one of the joys of actually being able to uh, see the food bowl before oh, we do it and put can it together. I, can
1: I just have a guess? I think that's an Indian type kind of cheese. Oh, I thought I'd get you with no. this one. Oh,
0: no, it's not an Indian cheese, an Indian dish. Wow. Made with Indian cottage cheese. Oh. And spinach puree. I don't
1: believe you knew that.
0: No, I didn't. I looked. You it were up. holding
1: out on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when Mark sent the text, I went, "Oh, hang on, what is that? Yeah, what well, is you're he talking one about?" One step ahead of me. So I did. I had. I looked it up.
1: You yep. can go for Rebecca. Am I
0: doing Rebecca? Yes. Rebecca says, "Nope." Not something I missed going vegan.
1: Ah, Lena says yay. Uh,
0: Lisa Marie says yuck.
1: Sue Landry says yay for her with some homegrown tomatoes on a crispy cracker, Kevin. Yum. Uh, it, was, it was the go. Not a Jatz cracker, um, just a crispy cracker. Yeah, like a Crusket.
0: Well, we get to Cruskets later. Oh. Uh, Chris Gates, uh, a very, very talented <laughs> producer. Says yes. a massive yay from him. Cottage cheese with baked beans in a Breville.
1: Oh, Christopher.
0: I reckon that's almost uh, dismissal. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost grounds for dismissal. What
1: kind of combo is that? Baked beans and cottage cheese.
0: Oh, <laughs> jeez, I'm struggling with that.
1: <laughs> Lydia says, well, it depends. Oh. On its own, not so much, but if it's part of a recipe, then okay. Narelle
0: says, on its own, nah, but it has its merits as an ingredient. Yeah, that's
1: true. Michelle says, yay. or oh, especially with gherkin spread. On cruskets. That Gherkin spread, I love that.
0: Yeah, it's all right.
1: I'd put a bit of that corn
0: relish spread on as well. Cruskets are like eating cardboard.
1: No, they're not. Yes
0: they are. No. Yes they are. They're the flat ones. Yes.
1: They're well very flat... good, Kevin. The... How many how many crackers do you know that aren't flat?
0: They're the flat brownie ones that look like a piece of cardboard. Right. I never liked them. Great description. I got, put, I got put on them for a diet at one stage. They were very,
1: very big in the
0: hated 80s, it. weren't they? Uh, so was I. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm still big in the 2000s. It's a problem. Uh, Rachel <laughs> says nay.
1: Sue Hosking says it's nay. For Kerry the...
0: says no. This is out of control, Yoh, this food Oh, Karen, nay. Uh, oh, no,
1: no, 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 no. Karen says Karen yay. Karen says yay.
0: Yes. Uh, Tony Bennett says nope and a couple of uh, vomit emojis.
1: Glenn says it's a yay for me, Paddo. Sparingly, though, mixed with other stuff.
0: Is that a poo emoji?
1: Oh, no, it's a thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> Charlene says nay. Deborah, oh, hell no. Caroline says... <laughs> 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 Jim Wilson. Now, he says yay when I was growing up, but once I discovered other cheese, et cetera, it became a big nay. Yeah, I'm with
0: him. Uh, Joe Garra, the doc says ricotta's better. Oh, so right? Yeah. yeah. I want well, a second, it's smooth. I want a second opinion on that.
1: Well, the doctor says ricotta. we go get ricotta. Robert says yay. Uh,
0: Forever Natalie he says yay, I like it.
1: And Old Crokey says it's a definite no. It's not a product you can learn to love or even like. Correct. It's a product that needs to be left in the supermarket fridge to spoil. How could you tell the difference? Exactly. Again, exactly. no. I'm with Old Good croaky. point, Old Crokey. Okay,
0: the voting's come in. It's closer than I thought it would be. Oh. The no's get 56% yeah. and the yeses get 44 Yeah, it's
1: closer than I thought too. I thought it would be a resounding, resounding no. What saved
0: it in the yes category is that it's get you in other things as mm. an ingredient with other things or, yep. uh, or doing it with other things. But, like gherkins bread. So uh, I'm, Sorry, I'm still in the breville with the baked beans. Mm. Ooh, oh, no, oh, But
1: it's almost piqued my curiosity enough to give that a try, oh, Christopher no. Gates.
0: With my breville, you won't. Um,
1: <laughs> you don't have a bread or breville, you <laughs> have a
0: sunbeam. It's a sunbeam, sun, oh, sun isn't it? Oh, well, anyway, the sunbeam's <laughs> sun out of my pantry. Um, now, I just wanted to mention Old Croaky. Oh. I wanted to mention Old Crokey, a lovely message that Old Croaky sent us, uh, which was about last week week's uh, food poll and about last week's show. He said, the good old Gherkin won the Friday food poll. That was good. Mm. But the result of that was overshadowed by the quality of the guest. Rebecca Gilling, I need more communicators like her in my ears. Oh, wow. You, That's a croaky. lovely,
1: lovely thing to say, Croke. And I have to say that when we finished that interview with Rebecca, you oh. and I, can we looked at each other and we said... Wow!
0: Yeah, we did. We absolutely did. She's a very, very impressive lady. If you haven't heard that episode, go back yeah. and have a listen to it because it is a beauty. Uh, that is uh, another yeah. episode of uh, Food Boats. Hope you enjoyed it. Going to finish with a song. Oh no! Margaritaville weather. We're going to play it. Oh yes! Yeah, let's play a bit of that and have a listen to uh, to the Rhinestones. Is the uh, Rhinestoned is the name of the group, but it's uh, it's Christy and uh, sorry, it's Kirsty and Jessie. I always say that. You I know, do that all the time. Christy. Kirstie, yeah, Kirstie. I know, uh, But it's Kirsty and Jesse and Dan, the rhinestones. Have a listen to it. It's uh, Margarita Weather and we'll see you next time on Food Bites.
1: Love your work.